1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Neil Lennon hasn't become a bad manager overnight And Celtic are a work in progress According to Johan Mialbe Philippe Pellander knows he'll have to wait for his chance To impress at Rangers And Kilmarnock make a new signing As the transfer window enters its final fortnight I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna And the beauty of uh, having a, a bad week Or a bad 10 days in football is There's always another game just round the corner To make up for it So in another 48 hours time Celtic will take on AIK of Sweden at Celtic Park Rangers a little bit earlier on will take on Legia Warsaw and we're only 180 minutes of football away fingers crossed Gordon from both old firm teams in the Europa League groups again Yep, it's all happening this week Gordon DL, we've had Betfred Cup We've got Europe, the transfer window's still bubbling away We're going to be back to league business before we know it So there's a, a lot of plates to be spun Yeah, we've got a lot going on um, A lot of uh, happy Rangers fans you've got to say A lot of maybe unhappy Celtic fans just now, Gordon I think it is a bit early to worry I was there at the weekend And they did struggle uh, against Dunfermline But that was just one of those games The one thing that Neil Lennon's got And I agree with uh, the comments there Neil Lennon doesn't become a bad manager uh, You get through bad times You bring in players You have to take time for those players to settle in And that's what he'll be hoping for And it'll be interesting come Thursday, Gordon On this show What his lineup will be Because the big talking point Has been the two major signings That he's left out Against Cluj And like I said Roger We're now in the final fortnight Of the transfer window With all these games going on I'm sure there are Heads of recruitment And scouts out there Doing the work While the managers can focus On on the games at hand But I'd imagine Quite a few teams On our patch Will have work to do In that respect as well In the next What is it 13 days or so Yeah and Inevitably we tend to focus On Celtic Rangers And looking at their transfers I think there'll be a lot of teams In the Premiership Looking to strengthen Kilmarnock Brought in a new full back today Hamelain in from QPR And all that does is Start provoking questions about Is Greg Taylor heading somewhere When Kilmarnock are signing a fullback, and, and is Greg Taylor heading to Well maybe Celtic Because volleyball and goalie Hasn't settled in particularly well Neil Lennon felt he couldn't trust him For the game against Cluj last week And even what, if he had They would need another one anyway Presumably Yeah, but yeah well, unless, unless you're looking at Johnny Hayes as the backup Gordon But does Neil Lennon As Dan says Trust Bolingoli and Julian For the AIK game And I know We're still 11, 12 days away from it does he trust Julian and Bolingoli? £10 million worth of defender For the old firm game at Highbrook Okay the number you need tonight is 0141 951 1025 So let's hear from you Another big weekend And another big week in store So what's on your mind With regards to your team this week 0141 951 1025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB Former Celtic assistant Johan Mialbe Says Neil Lennon didn't become a bad manager With bad players Just because they slipped out of the Champions League as you all know, they now take on AIK in the Europa League playoffs after losing to Cluj. Mialbi, who played and coached with Lennon, says he'll cope with the pressure of guiding them to European football. You know, getting a good result the way against Cluj, I was banking on Celtic to go through, you know, and so I was disappointed as well. Uh, but, you know, you don't become a bad manager or a, or bad players just overnight. Um, this is a work in progress. Uh, it's a couple of, you know, new faces coming in and probably maybe one or two more needed uh, to to really build a good team because you know the league is going to be the the bread and butter anyway you know to make sure that they can try to win the title again but you know this is important
relevant because I think um, the the supporters they're craving European football and and I think it's important for Celtic. He can cope with the pressure. Uh, he's been in the melting pot and the spotlights uh, for so many years, not only as a manager, you know, but long before that as a player as well. Uh, so. That's nothing new for him. Uh, he's a very strong character. He's strong mentally. Roger Hanna, the depth of some of the criticism, some of the reaction over the last week or so has been a, has been quite something. Uh, so you have me, yeah. there, a man who knows Celtic, who knows Neil Lennon, um, sort of backing them to well, get it right. We had a strange show on Saturday. All four games in the Betfred Cup going into extra time. So there was still football being played when, when the calls were coming in after five o'clock, Gordon. And, and before... I think before even Dom Thomas had scored the goal in the game I was at down at Kilmarnock play raging on across the country two callers came on wanting Neil Lennon sacked and I think someone said I can't remember if it was you or Mark somebody said is it not too early and the caller said I think it's too late <laughs> and, and you know that was before full time before full time in the game so you know when you deal with Celtic Rangers you know yourself it is, it's either black or white there are no shades of grey and after a week in which Celtic lose at home to Cluj threaten to lose the League Cup at home to a championship team in Dunfermline, then you know there are going to be anxieties among the Celtic support. But I think Johan Malby's correct. Neil's been through this before. Um, it's not quite water off a duck's back. He said himself last week before the Dunfermline game that the fans are entitled to their opinion. But, you know, if he gets through against the IK and if he gets a positive result at Ibrox a week on Sunday... Suddenly those dark clouds will disappear mm. from above Neil Lennon I mean Gordon the other phrase that Johan Mialbi used there was Work in progress mm. There's a bit of a problem with that phrase in this city And that's that we don't really allow time for works in progress do we? Especially this season uh, You won't be allowed time Gordon As uh, Roger was saying there um, You know before a game had finished There was a lot of Celtic fans It wasn't the biggest crowd there And I totally understand that It wasn't in the season book Um a lot of the fans had enough, were leaving. Um, there were phone calls in here, basically some fans wanting rid of Neil Lennon. I think that was a bit too early. But there's work to be done, Gordon. Celtic will bring in new players before the transfer window is shut. Of that, there'll probably be no doubt. But the one thing I think they've got to do now is they can't afford to bring in another two, three players, say, and wait for mm. them to... Progress into the team And settle in They have got to Hit the ground running Because the amount Of criticism That Celtic have come under For the two signings Of £10 million Is incredible So the next ones Have got to hit the ground running You were there What specifically Was the performance like Because you can't You can't sweep Every team aside And win by five Six no. and seven goals And sometimes you're completely dominant and you just can't take your chances. Sometimes you're not at your best. Sometimes the other team make you work. What what was it? Were Celtic poor? Was it just a case of, of not scoring? I know Neil Lennon ended up pointing to the number of attempts they had on goal, which isn't always the most reliable of statistics. No, I don't. I don't buy into it. In fact, I'm very surprised because I listened to Neil's interview after the game. I was sitting in and I just sat and I listened to him. And he did say, I don't really get involved in a lot of stats. And then he comes out and names the stats, which I found surprising. But that's up to Neil. It was a case of, if Celtic had a scored early, Gordon, they would have probably went on to score five or six. But as long as long as the game went nil-nil, Dunfermline made it very... I said on in, in, in the, my half-time report, at one point, they played the ball up the park to the centre-forward in Isbeth. And not one other player crossed the halfway lane. Right, so basically they were saying, we're going to try and defend as 
best as we possibly can Every right to do that Because obviously the, the resources Celtic have got to them And then they just they grew into the game And when they got the goal 1-1 You could see in the, their, their players' minds We'll take our opportunity if we can get to penalties here Didn't happen Wrong formation to start with? Oh, m- one, one million percent Because he's played a three And he's got a 3v1 at the back And to be fair to Neil He recognised that after about Say 20 minutes Because he thought We've got two extra players here Doing absolutely nothing And changed it to back four So I wouldn't criticise him for that Right let's hear from you then 0141 That's the number John in Cumbernauld Has dialed Hi John Hi there uh, Just want to talk about The man well, the man you've just been talking about And Neil Lennon I said uh, last season When they appointed him as Even the temporary manager uh, I thought it was a reasonably a good appointment, but never as a permanent manager. I think by signing him as permanent manager, they're settled for mediocrity. Uh, I'm sick of hearing people like Johan Mialbe uh, and others that come out back backing Neil Lennon. They're his pal, of course. They're going to come out and back him. They're not going to call on him for uh, for him to be sacked. And people like Mark Weedy, Mark Weedy's one of his best pals. He's not going to come out and criticise him on Is the he- radio. And say he's not the right man for the job. How do you know they're best pals? The job. Hmm? How do you know they're best pals? Sorry. How do you know they're best pals? Because you can tell by the way they talk about him. He's been he's been out with them. He sat in company with them. Mark did he spoke about it? I don't know if they're best pals, Gordon. But anyway, but what about John's more general no, uh, point? Well, well, John's got an opinion like Mark Weedy. He's got an opinion, and Mark sticks up for Neil Lennon. Yes, I do agree because. Uh, you see uh, every manager They will have guys out there in the media That will stick up for them Other guys will go for them We've witnessed that before That's just part and parcel of the game I think um, I think it's a bit early for You know he got in on Lennon to... before he got appointed Say again How many clubs were interested in Neil Lennon Before Celtic appointed him Yeah but it's all about time And Celtic needed someone to get instead of the ship After the shocky Brendan Rodgers And you've got to give you know, credit to Neil for going in And he, he got the job done mediocrity. Yes, there was times Credit for mediocrity Yeah, but there was times since I totally agree, John I, I, I agree with you There was times Apart when I was looking Johnston at game, It's been mediocrity all the way Every but, single game John, see, take Neil Lennon's identity out of this When Brendan Rodgers left the club In mid-season Celtic had to go and appoint somebody Now, if you, if you look You simply, you don't look at the I'm names not on the, I'm not the CVs This is a guy who'd won Three titles as Celtic manager He'd won the Scottish Cup He'd beaten Barcelona He'd taken Celtic to the last 16 of the Champions League Five years ago He'd worked with the likes of Van Dijk, Forster, Winyama, Hooper, Ledley So you can understand Why a manager who had done that in the past at Celtic Was brought back into the fold in February Now I think a lot of the callers at the time And it was split down the middle, John You're absolutely right But those Where the make common ground was A lot of them Celtic fans said if Neil Lennon can see the team over the line to the treble, i.e. see out the league campaign, see out the, the Scottish Cup campaign, then he deserves a crack at it. So he did that. Celtic won the treble again. You can see the groundwork was all laid by Brendan Rodgers. That's fair enough. But Neil Lennon saw the team over the line. So again, you can see why the board decided in Cup final day to give him the job. Now, Mediocrity at the, second, the last, end of last season You might be right Was it 13 goals in 11 games for Celtic? That's probably mediocre You're probably right But there was some pretty mediocre performances By Brendan Rodgers' team 
Before he left in February You're thinking 0-0 against Livingston 0-0 against St Mirren So right. I think it's unfair to put it all mm. on Neil's shoulders They were mediocre when they beat Motherwell 5-2 Or beat St Johnson 7-0 So it's been a very, very bad week But I think he deserves a chance to rectify There's big games coming up AIK home and away um, a potentially difficult game against Hearts in between these games can be awkward. You saw Hearts winning at Motherwell at the weekend, and, and the big one a week on Sunday. I think if he comes out those four games, John, unscathed, he'll have a lot more support. If there's more damage done between now and a week on Sunday night, then there'll be more calls like yourself coming on to the show. It's inevitable. John, I'm doing a bit of guesswork here, granted, but if Neil Lennon were here, he would probably say something along the lines of, I've lost. Two out of 23 games I don't consider that to be mediocre Would you understand that as a response? I'm not talking about results I'm I'm talking about performances as well Not just results Res- I thought results, results are quite important though, aren't they? Yeah, well, well Results and performances Go together But performances When you're a manager I sell to a fan the, more The other thing I was uh, going to ask, done ask John and, Listen Neil said All the supporters are entitled to their opinion Neil said the same himself last Friday if it wasn't Neil Lennon who'd get the job in May after the cup final, who would you have gone for? I would have gone for someone like Steve Clark, even though he's in the Scotland job. I would have went for Chris Houghton, who's no longer a manager at Brighton. There are good young managers. I would have even given Gary Caldwell a chance. Something fresh, something new, what? not something stale and mediocre. Oh, hold on, mediocre. Re- re- rewind that there. Did I catch you right there? Did you, you say Gary Caldwell? Yeah. Who's struggling badly at Party Thistle just uh, now? A fine winning the cup at the weekend. He's done, yeah, yeah, done a great job at Wigan and he done a great job at one of the other ones that he went to got him promoted. He's a decent manager. He done better job in England than Neil Lennon did. Roger, in fairness, the and let's not make this about Neil Lennon or Celtic for a minute. The, the argument of who else do you get, does that does that ever really stack up if that is, if that's the best opposition someone can come up with? To, to, to well, an argument does it, does it ever really Well listen at least John There's got to be with someone few names, you know, yeah, yeah, fair enough. A lot of Celtic fans And they said Well there must be somebody um, Celtic took You know you can say Celtic took the risk Out of it When they give the job To Neil Lennon They know what they're getting And Neil Lennon Knows what he's getting When they appointed Ronnie Dyler It was a gamble Now He won the league Two years running But You know he lost In the Scottish Cup To Rangers He lost in the League Cup it was deemed to be an experiment They didn't want mm. to get down again So you either go one of two ways You go the tried and trusted way Which is Neil Lennon Or you get the checkbook out Like they did with Brendan Rodgers And you go And you get yourself an elite manager Which costs an awful mm. lot of money Okay thank you to John in Cumbernauld Just sometimes we, we even I know you might not believe us But we try and think about what we're doing So we didn't speak to Johan Mialbe Because he would stick up for Neil Lennon We spoke to him because he played for AIK And he played for Celtic And they meet on Thursday night Of course he knows both teams well And he says that uh, Celtic can expect a, a difficult Defensive performance from the Swedish side Celtic are going to play uh, a team with a strong winning mentality. Uh, they've been very, very good defensively over the last two seasons. Uh, still strong, always playing a 5-3-2 formation or obviously a 3-5-2 going on the attack. And, uh, you know, I think they're going to have a, a lot of respect for Celtic at Celtic Park. So I would see the game as uh, Celtic going forward and AIK are going to try to obviously... Be tight as a team, compact as a team, and go on the counter attack. Jamie's in Craig Hi, Jamie. 
uh, Hi panel uh, First time caller here Alright what made you call tonight Jamie? Well I was phoning in to uh, have a go at Neil Lennon But since the last caller's put Gary Caldwell's name in the hat I think I'll take that back <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got their own opinion I suppose Jamie I just liked Gordon Diel's face He was very surprised It won't work on radio But uh, I wish I could recreate that mm. face that he pulled I take it you're, you're not you're not quite as upset with Neil Lennon then Is that is that what we're getting at? Mm, I'm a wee bit to be fair My only point would be I'm thinking that Regardless of the results up to the old firm I think if he loses that game Or doesn't doesn't win even, is it? Well, that's a that's a big call, uh, Jamie. I think you will come under severe pressure. Um, you know, because Celtic fans will be sitting by. I think his his most important time just now. Now, if you look at Neil Lennon since he's come in, right, he had a poor result last week. He still progressed against Dunfermline in the cup, so he's still in the cup at this moment in time. Goal different, sitting top of the league, got the treble over the line. So there's a lot of pluses here. I think his next big challenge before that comes to the game at Ibrooks, which is going to be so, so important. I know it's only the first one. He has got to bring in the right signings because I can't tell you, Gordon, who has signed the players. Now, it could be Neil Lennon. It might not be Neil Lennon. I don't know. Only Neil Lennon and the Celtic board will answer that. But at this moment in time, the £10 million at this moment in time is not... Value for money let me say But still there's a lot of time to give these guys I've come into a, a new brand of football A new club, a new country Sometimes you've just got to let them settle down But on the evidence that I've seen so far With these two guys I thought Bollingoli against St Johnston Played very well Going up and down the left hand side Very attacking I thought yeah he's starting to settle in But since then he's come under a lot of criticism Julian for me Looks like a guy that you know, this sort of football right now doesn't suit him and he'll need to learn quick. And, you know, I'm going to throw this back a wee bit. I don't know whether you remember or not, Jamie. 20 seasons ago, oh. Celtic had to remove John Barnes mid-season. Since then, in the last 20 years, Celtic have only removed one manager in the middle of a season, Tony Mowbray, after a 4-0 defeat at St Mirren with half a team. So don't expect the Celtic board to have any knee-jerk reaction to, to what's been a difficult week for Neil Lennon. They, they will not fire Neil Lennon. They put their trust in Neil Lennon three months ago. He still has that trust. And they will try and back him long before they try and sack him because that's just not the way they do it these days. Jamie? Well, I take that point on board, but I don't think there's not been a manager in the last 20 years that's been going for nine and then ten in a row, so there's that added to it. Yeah, but you would concede that, Roger. We are living in unique times. Yeah, of course we are. So that makes it for me even less likely that mm. the Celtic board will sack Neil Lennon and bring someone in in a sort of panic move just six weeks into a new season, or, or you know, what is it, two league games in, into a new season? Mad. Two league games where Celtic have scored 12 goals and are. You know, top of the league on goal difference. I, I just can't see Celtic doing anything like that. They're still almost a fortnight before the transfer window closes. I think they're likely to back Neil Lennon in the next couple of weeks. Jamie and Craig End, thanks for the call. Give us a call back sometime. It's 01419511025. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. And Rangers fans, we're going to hear from Philippe Hillander after the travel with Amber. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon Dieller are here, so give us a call or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. We are on Tuesday night, we're that halfway house between looking back on the weekend's action and looking forward to the Europa League stuff as well. On Twitter at Clyde SSB, David Drummond says, I think a lot of Celtic fans need to calm down. No league has ever been won or lost in August. Every team goes through a dip in form. It's how you bounce back that counts. Uh, but Robert Leckenby is a bit more critical. He says, Why is it every time someone talks about Lennon's signings, it's always the good ones? What about Baritker, uh, Juarez, Baldi, Miku, Lasad, Puki, etc? It's easy to use stats when you only use good ones. He brought in 45 players in four seasons. How many were a success? He'd bite your hand off for Team of oh. Puki now, would you not? Oh, <laughs> he is in fire, Gordon. I, I, I honestly didn't recognise him as a player. He's absolutely terrific. And he's doing it... OK, I know it's early doors with Norwich in the, in the top league, but... Some of his performances He's got a hat-trick at the weekend He scored in his, uh, his first game Was at Liverpool mm-hmm. uh, He's absolutely hey, You would take him back now I'll tell you And that move You know Celtic And then suddenly doing it at Norwich Is what they call the reverse Daz Daz couldn't do it in England At Man City Came up here Wraith Rovers legend 750 goals for Wraith Rovers Didn't you? It's a bouquet in reverse That was brilliant it's say <laughs> I've actually got a story about that I'll bring you later on yeah. uh, 01419511025 To get in touch Tonight uh, Rangers fans Let's hear from you Philip Hollander says He understands Why he's had to wait For his chance To impress at Rangers He played against East Fife on Sunday uh, Scored on his debut But he's now dropped out Of the Europa League squad He says it's been hard To shift Conor Goldson And Nikola Katic I've been training hard And uh, Obviously we got We've got a, a row of Good results So uh, Just had to wait For a good opportunity To get the first game And now I've done that We've been playing well And they've scored goals Important goals So It's I mean as a manager You can never change that I think Now I'm happy that I've got a chance to play So And then we'll see Is that the type of performance You're hoping can Force your way into the the Starting lineup for for Maybe bigger games Yeah of course I hope to play Every game uh, Especially the ones now, of course, the opponents were not maybe the, at the level today that, that we're going to face later on. But I feel I'm, like I'm ready to play all of the games I've played against good, good teams before. 0141 Brian's a Rangers fan in Aviemore. Hi, Brian. Hi, how you doing, lads? How's it going? Good, thanks, Brian. I know, I was just at a point actually on Helen there, there and I'm just... That's what he was saying there I just think he's maybe got to bide his time a little bit And be a bit patient Because the two two guys in front of him at the moment Are playing brilliant And I can't really see them being moved Unless a suspension or an injury Maybe gets gets the better of them Maybe not the yeah. biggest test Brian, what did you make of him against East Fife At the weekend? I know it's maybe not the, you know, the most testing conditions Like I say But did you see anything that, that interested you? I, I thought he was, he was solid enough You know, He got the assist for Defoe He played the ball at the back Really well, and yeah, I think he tried to get that goal, but I think it was an own goal. But uh, I thought he was all right. It's was, it was a difficult pitch. I think the, the wind was blowing a bit as well. I don't think it was easy to play in. But no, I, I was. I thought he was fine. I just think he needs to bide his time a little bit, and he'll definitely get his chance. But I think the form of Katic especially, has kept him out of the team, and that's understandable. Since he's played really well. You, you mentioned the two players ahead of him Brian I think there's three players ahead of him I think George Edmondson's a good bit ahead of him as well I don't, No 100% I don't know whether you heard the interview with Stephen Jenner Prior to the game at Methil on Sunday When he was asked 
about Edmondson and, and Hellander and he was he was full of praise for Edmondson for his attitude right. for the way he'd improved since he started in the summer and how unlucky he was that Goldson and Cartage were playing so well and he couldn't get right. in the team and he didn't quite praise Hellander to, to that level so I think as no. things stand Hellander is very much fourth choice and it's yeah. going to be up to him now to, to try and get himself up in that pecking order a bit yeah, I mean, I watched all the, the pre-season matches and I thought Edmondson was actually a standout in those games. So, I mean, he's probably found it unlucky himself not to be involved a bit more. But he was he was good on Sunday as well. Gordon, but, a few people have pointed this out, Gordon, in the last couple of days. These things matter a lot less when you win football games. It's as simple as that. Yeah. One of the callers brought up the, the Julian example. Mm-hmm. If Celtic were continuing to win, no one would care who's left in the bench or who's not. But it's when you start getting... Some ropey results People put the spotlight on you Yeah Everybody starts questioning um, Your opinions on bringing players in uh, Rangers paid good money for him I think it was in the region I think Roger will be Correcting me About £3 million Roger It'll be in decent wages And Roger saying there That in his opinion He thinks he's number four Fourth choice uh, I've got to say Goldson and Katic have played very well together. The only thing, the only thing I would have been a little bit critical of the two of them, they've got to be wary of the fact that everybody praises Scott Allen for the, the fantastic pass with Hibs at Ibrox. I would question my two centre backs. I think they've still got a bit to learn, but I've got to say, Cattage so far has been different class. Even not just defending. I think attacking option and uh, in the opposition's box, Goldson's already come in and got that vital winner at Kilmarnock. So they're contributing goals and, and assists as well, Gordon. And uh, they are going to be hard to replace. And uh, that's the one thing that I liked about what Rangers managers achieved. He's built a team and it's competition all over the park. If you could pick two centre-half stands mm-hmm. between Celtic and Rangers, oh. who are the two best centre-halves right now? I think Ayer would have to be in there. Big Chris. Or Ija, whatever one you want to be. And you can play the two of them if you want. Big Chris. Um, um, and if I picked picked one from Rangers, I think Goldson would have to be the one from Rangers. Mm. Uh, Brian, I think we're into the final fortnight of that transfer window. What, what What's next for Rangers, if anything? Because there's been so much praise for the competition But there's just that, that glaring one at left-back That people keep talking about I don't know if yeah, you buy into yeah. that the same uh, Well, I, I do I, we, we could do maybe another player in there But I actually think Flanagan's good and When he goes and plays in there He's, he's played well Although he's not a natural left-back he's, he's never really let us down He's had a couple bad moments Maybe last season against Dufay He got sent off and but the old firm I'm thinking of last season Towards the end of the season He played brilliant And the Mitchelland game there away I thought he was brilliant as well I think he played against him from, uh Last Sunday I think it was another good game So if, if we really need to think He can fill in fine Would that really be the end of the world Roger? Because I, th- I feel like there's, a, there's this assumption That Rangers have to do it Because it's a perceived weaker position Than, than elsewhere But as we have found with various players Don't mean to be unfair to anyone in particular So I won't bother naming them But even if you go and shell out a bit of money th- There are no guarantees So maybe Stephen Gerrard thinks Between Flanagan and, and Barisic or Halliday Do you know what? They're reliable enough to get us where well, we want to be Considering yeah. what else we've got in the team There was a spell towards the end of last season After Celtic had clinched the title Where I think Rangers went in a spell of four or five Or maybe six wins Prior to the loss of Comarnock in the last day And Flanagan was in at left back and he probably had his best run for Rangers at that stage. Played consistently, played well, was better than Barisic, was better than Halliday, and, and he looked quite good. 
Um, and I think Stephen Gerrard looked at that and thought, yeah, he, he, he was probably the best of our options at left back. And it's noticeable this season in the big games, in the important games, these European games, Brian mentioned it there, Mütterland away, etc. Flanagan's played now. He's not Roberto Carlos. He's not going to bomb forward and fizz in balls into the box. But if you get Tavernier doing it on the other side, it maybe adds just a little bit more defensive security on the other side of Katic. You know, he can tuck in more than Barisic would, more than Halliday would. And I think if Rangers don't sign a left back between now and the 2nd of September, I think you might find Halliday, sorry, not Halliday, Flanagan, I should say, John Flanagan is first choice. And I would certainly expect John Flanagan to start a in Warsaw on Thursday night And B Against Celtic a week on Sunday Go along with that Brian Yeah I actually agree with that 100% I, I mean There's also a bit of talk Us going to a back three But I, I don't want to see us do that Because I think the way Our midfield set up Just now I think it's It's perfect With the three in there Be it Davis, Jack Ar- uh, Aribo Or you can also play Camera And now we've got Doherty and King So I think we've got Great options I wouldn't want to take Anyone out of there So I like the way we play yeah, Gordon, I've seen some people mention that, but surely the the, the absolute stick-on here is that Stephen Gerrard does not take anyone out of that midfield, numbers-wise. No, and he'll stick with his back four, Gordon. Um, that's his formation. He likes the 4-3-3. Uh, very attacking. And I don't think that you, you, you need to tamper with it. It's working the back four. Um, Flanagan will come in and play left-back. He's the best... At that position in the club just now The two centre-halves are very hard to remove The way they're playing Tavernier's a given, captain And then you've got a terrific goalkeeper behind them So I would uh, I'll be astonished if he he looks at a a back three I don't think he'll do that He's got the system Everyone knows how to play it And I think he'll stick with it That was Brian and Avi Moore Let's see what Robert and Sterling has to say Hi Robert Good evening gentlemen, how are we tonight? Yeah, good thanks Robert uh, music to my ears What Rogers has been saying About the Celtic board Sticking by their managers And not getting rid of their managers It was music to my ears When Brendan uh, Neil Lennon Was made the manager We didn't want There's not a Ranger supporter Wants Neil Lennon Replaced We want him to stay If, if, if Celtic get put In the Europa League Keep Lennon If Celtic get beaten Two weeks at Ibrox Keep Lennon Keep him in the place My question to the panel Is this When Brendan Rogers Was the manager of Celtic The best manager in the league Won the league do you think Neil Lennon is the best manager in this league? Better than Stephen Gerrard, by the way. Do you think that Celtic will win this league with Neil Lennon there all season? Well, Billy Bowie says Angelo Alessio is the best manager in the league, doesn't he? Um, so it's all about opinions. I, I, I said at the start of the season in the show, I thought the Rangers would win the league. Um, it was an educated guess. I don't think there's a great deal, Robert, between the two teams. Um, they both won their first two games and sort of Contrasting still Rangers had to dig it out At Kilmarnock in that first weekend But in its own way Just as impressive as As a high scoring win In an odd day I think it's going to be very tight I think a lot will depend on Who Celtic bring in Prior to the transfer window closing um, Whether Rangers get an offer from Morelos Prior to the transfer window closing um, And whether or not Rangers can get through this season without any of the hiccups that they had last season because the league wasn't decided by the four head-to-heads last season. The league was decided by inconsistency by Rangers at places like Kilmarnock, places like Dundee, places like Livingston. So the squad looks stronger to me mm-hmm. and if they can cut out those mistakes, I think they have a, a 
more than even chance of winning the title. To, to answer your question, Robert, I do think that Celtic can win the league under Neil Lennon. Um, he's an experienced manager. He's got more experience than a lot of managers in the top league. He's managed uh, Celtic before and won titles. But I also think that Steven Gerrard um, can win the league as well. So it's just, I think we've got to wait till the window closes. I will be very interested to see what Celtic do in this window. They've got to bring in a bit of quality, bring in another few players, strengthen that squad, and then we'll have uh, an idea by the time, you know, the Rangers-Celtic clash at Ibrox is finished, Gordon, who's really pushing forward here. But I do think both managers can go and win the league. Thank you very much for that, gentlemen. I think the Rangers will win the league this season because it's a game-changer for me. It makes the playing field a lot easier giving Neil Lennon the job as manager. We were all worried at Rangers. And just before the end of the season, when there was a few names mentioned, that Celtic were going to splash the cash and bring in a quality manager mm. like Brendan Rodgers. So, but Robert, can I ask you a question then, Robert? So, what you're really yeah. saying is, if Brendan Rodgers was still at Celtic Park, then Celtic would go and win the league nine in a row. Yes, I am saying that definitely 100%. If Brendan Rodgers was at Celtic Park right now, Celtic would win the league. Fair comment. That's okay. a fact. It's not, and any Celtic supporter will tell you the exact same thing, simply because the manager makes the decisions what team he plays, what position they play in, what substitutions he makes. And there's only one person to blame for Celtic not long, no longer being in the Champions League, and that's Neil Lennon. And every Celtic supporter will tell you that That's a fact To be fair though Robert I mean this is a manager That has won the league before A couple of times So by your own criteria That makes him surely better Than all of those other managers In our top flight That haven't won it No 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 Because Steven Gerrard Wasn't the manager of Rangers At that time When he won the league Steven Gerrard Has learned from his mistakes Last season He's got a much stronger team Like for like On each position And he's rotating the team And they're still getting very, very good results. And when Rangers beat Celtic at the end of this month, you will see what will happen over the parkhead. We don't want them to change Neil Lennon. Keep Neil Lennon as the manager. That's what we would like to see. Okay, thank you to Robert and Sterling. It's 0141-951-1025 if you'd like to join him. If you'd rather tweet, you'll find us at Clyde SSB and we'll take more of your calls next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here, waiting on your calls, waiting on your tweets at Clyde SSB. And actually, let's turn our attentions to Twitter, Gordon. This brings me back to something you mentioned earlier on uh, about your, your, your legendary spell. Uh, down at Manchester City a, a tweeter called Craig Russell Horn Got in touch last week mm-hmm. And he actually spent the day Down at Man City uh, He asked the tour guide About club legend Gordon DL He says Blank looks were drawn He says he even had to Google you To prove that you had played for him Now to give further context He says I was the only non-City Supporting guest on the tour The guide kept flinging me questions About Celtic and Scotland Just to include me a bit more He started asking all the City fans About their favourite players And he shouts Celtic fan What's yours? And I replied Ever heard of Gordon DL? Both the tour guide And group of elderly Lifelong fans Simultaneously said Who? (laughs) (laughs) No I'm not having that Nah nah, Listen Listen I've heard this all before Roger All the great names Mike Summerby Colin Bell oh, Tony Book I've, I know them all Dennis it, Church Gordon Deal. I was very fortunate um, Well the one probably One thing I will say To that is 
I'm one of the only guys that, When I went to sign with Man City I was sitting in the office Waiting for a manager The great Billy McNeil And I was sitting next to Dennis Law Who turned round to me I never says to him Alright Dennis <laughs> and, and said two sugars son He says to me Daz How are you? <laughs> I went Dennis I'm fine He says looking forward to seeing you down here True story <laughs> and, and none of these names I mentioned ever Ever got fined for eating a chippy on the way to a reserve game. Uh, so no, 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 you, you, you are standalone in that respect. Yeah, but you've got to understand, I was hungry. Well, I, I do understand that. I think that's exactly where the problem was. Anyway, oh. 0141 Enough about that. Let's speak to John, who is a Celtic fan from Proven Mill. Hi, John. Hi, Gordon. Daz, don't you listen to him, son? Don't You're worry, a legend, John. don't you? Correct, John. I know that. You know that. <laughs> right. yeah, good evening, boys. Gordon, Gordon, and Roger. Hi, John. <clears throat> Uh, as you know, Gordon, I've been on the show many times, I'm a Celtic fan. But before I make my points, it's music to my ears, listening to the last caller, the Rangers fan, saying he loves Neil Lindbury and blah, blah, blah. So Celtic turn over Rangers, he'll crawl back under his stone again like all the Rangers fans will do. Anyway, get on my point about Neil Lennon. My two fellow Celtic fans on the criticising the manager. I'd like to ask a panel as well, where's the hard evidence to say... Neil Lennon should be sacked. The man's won a treble, right? He's a top of the league. It's a no difference, maybe it. We're into Euro, uh, Europa League. Fair do has been put with close, uh, with close. It was, a, I think, a bad, a, a bit of a bad man on that. But we, we should have been through. Any, any man, children watching that game, we should have through that game, right? So it's a way now. If we go to Euros, now, if we qualify, we beat UK Stockholm, we beat Rangers, right? Ifs. Which I think we're quite capable. I mean, they're the champions. We're capable of doing this. I'd like to ask a panel and anybody who wants to phone this show tonight, where's your hard evidence to say Neil Lennon is not the man for that job? Tell me, tell me where, he's, where he falls down as a manager. Well, there'll be a problem in here because none of you two have hard no. evidence for that because none of you think it at the moment. But no, what but about John's general point? There are Celtic fans who do think it. I don't agree with them. Um, but the National Celtic fans who do think it um, His crime In their eyes Was to lose A Champions League qualifier Against Cluj Last Tuesday night Gordon. Now Brendan Rodgers Lost a Champions League qualifier At the same stage 12 months ago Against AEK Athens These things do happen You remember Gordon Strachan Losing I think Craig Beatty Mentioned it in the show On Friday night The Art Media game He lost a Champions League qualifier Martin O'Neill Lost a Champions League qualifier against Baal many years ago. How did that one end up? Uh, well, there you are. So th- th- these things do happen. So I think sometimes, particularly in the month of August, when we're two league games into a season and Celtic are still in all the domestic competitions, I think sometimes it's maybe just pays to take a step back and take a deep breath. Um, performance against Cluj was poor. Performance against Infermline was poor. Um, Celtic got through against Infermline and... Celtic now have chances against AIK, against Hearts and against Rangers to redeem themselves. If things start unravelling from here, John, I can understand mm-hmm. more, more criticism, but we can only judge it where we are. And, yes. and I think some of the criticism of Neil is maybe just a wee bit premature and a wee bit unfair. Roger, can I just ask you and Gordon, just, just a wee question. I'll just flip it across to uh, Mr Gerrard, right? Now, last season... Stephen Gerrard never made a cup final, never made out the semi, never got to a cup final, right? Finished 10 points behind in the league, right? As a Rangers fan, or any Rangers fan, this season, 
if he doesn't win a league or win a cup, that's me saying Celtic may be the treble, might not maybe another team, but if he didn't get to a final or win something, would you say he his position is sackable? He'll, he'll get sacked? Um, I think there's a good opportunity that that would happen. I know that the Rangers fans absolutely love him. I think he was given the first year um, the fact of trying to come in, rebuild, and he's achieved that. He's signed in the region of 25, 26 players. He's got um, two players for every position. He's got strength in the bench. Um, they're playing well. They're winning games. They're very confident. Hold on, John. But if he, if if Steven Gerrard went through this season and never got to a cup final, and you know didn't didn't win the league, then I think he would come in for serious uh, stick, and I think he would probably probably lose his job. Yeah, God, Gordon, you just made a statement of saying Rangers are playing well, right? Mm-hmm. Against Kilmarnock, they scraped through me, scraped in the last dying minutes. Now they did get the goal right, fair mm-hmm. dues, but that's not. A great performance mate That's not playing well I did get the winner Just flip it for a wee minute If they go in there One each Every Rangers fan Oh it's state This is us starting again They go through Fair and dandy They're up there but All I'm saying is like, Yeah but John where, where the Rangers fans Are uh, like that Is the fact that Probably in the first season Down at Kilmarnock Which was a difficult place For Rangers to go uh, They would have probably said Well the game would have Finished 1-1 They were delighted With the attitude That Rangers showed You've got to admit they've improved a lot. You've got to say that. They've brought in some decent players. They've got good competition. They're going to be a real threat this season. I expect Rangers to win a trophy. I don't. Right. I, I said at the beginning, I still believe that Celtic will win the league, but I do believe Rangers are capable of going and winning a trophy. But you go back to your question. If he doesn't win anything, he doesn't get to a cup mm-hmm. final, he will come in for serious criticism. Aye, and before I go, Gordon, my fellow Celtic fans, the ones that's slating, slating Neil Lennon, do a wee favour, boys, you're listening. See if Neil Lennon's team beat AAK Stockholm and beat Rangers. Give me your season book because I'll take it. Okay, there's a, an offer from John and Proven. I don't know if we'll need to set up a, a new hotline for everyone who wants to take him up, but there it is if you fancy it. Scott's in Possible Park. Hi, Scott. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good, Scott. Um, I just want to make a, a one point. Um, I've been listening to the uh, phone in a lot lately, and what's really getting to me is, you know, see the Celtic fans that phone in, and they keep going, or oh, the Celtic board are gambling with ten in a row, are gambling with ten in a row. Wait a minute, he's haven't done nine in a row yet, so how can he be getting? And they see saying, oh, Rangers, uh, they've no, they don't think we're going to win the league and everything. Stephen Gerrard, he was a rookie manager last season. And he still finished second, no far behind Celtic. So I don't know how well they're getting or if they're confidence, you know. Uh, Roger, as for the, the ten in a row thing, it's probably just because that's that's the that's the holy grail, isn't it? That's the achievement. Yeah. I don't think anyone's pretending that nine is in the bag just because no, they, it, they mentioned the, that. The ten in a row thing has been sung by Celtic's fans, I think, since five or six in a row. This has been the, the, the long term well. target. Yeah, this has been the long term target. So Celtic have to focus on. Nine in a row It's been a strange start to the season You would think Because history could beckon for Celtic You would think the pressure would be on the shoulders of Rangers At the start of the season, Scott It actually looks as if it's the other way around Now, Celtic are top of the league in goal difference So you would think 
they're quite comfortable. Both teams are in the quarter final of the Betfred Cup. Again, you would think Celtic are quite comfortable. Both teams are in the, the playoff round at the Europa League. But there seems to be almost a sense of crisis enveloping Celtic in the last yes. week off the back of Cluj and Infermline. And, and there's not that same sense of, of crisis enveloping the Rangers at the minute. I was just d- discussing on air. If Celtic were to go four or five points clear, say Celtic win at Ibrox in the second, sorry, the first of no September. Chance. I'm just, no, no, for, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm if, joking, I'm if joking. If Celtic go four or five points clear, Rangers have been used to being in that situation in recent seasons. And I don't think the Rangers squad or the Rangers supporters would panic in a situation like that. If Celtic lose at Ibrox and then were to drop other points, you know, say against a Hibs or an Aberdeen or something like that, and, and, and were to fall, say, four or five points behind Rangers, you would wonder what the reaction from the Celtic support would be, given the reaction there's been in the last week when they're top of the league and they're in the last day to the Betfred Cup. OK, thanks to Scott and Postle Park. Going to have to cut it short, Scott, because we're running late already for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. Plenty more calls to come in the second hour of tonight's show. I'm also wondering what one single decision do you wish we had VAR for? We've been watching on with interest as it's causing havoc down the road. Think back to your footballing memory bank. What's the one decision you wish we had VAR for over the years? We'll get to that after we play Beat the Pundit. If you want to take on Gordon DL or Roger minus one Hannah, you have to give us a call right now before the news at seven. It's 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation for more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here Give us a call or tweet us at Clyde SSB We kicked off by hearing from Johan Mialbe A man who knows Celtic, Neil Lennon and AIK very well He was giving us his thoughts on a big weekend for the Hoops Philippe Hollander was talking about his uh, Wait to get involved with the Rangers First team on a regular basis And now it's time for Beat the Pundit But after that, just something to keep us going in the background Just a, a subtopic, if you like With VAR causing havoc down the road I want to know the one decision in Scottish football You wish we had VAR for I'm sure we'll get some weird and wonderful Suggestions to that one But uh, anything else that's on your mind Still give us a call 01419511025 After this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. Beat the Pundit time. Gordon Dale, you lost on Thursday. Yeah, did you, you, you were just telling Roger Hanna that you actually, contrary to popular belief, take these things to heart. You, you lie awake at night worried, uh, grudging the contestant yeah. for getting the sign ball. Yeah, so I do. you. There's you, no point being. Telling lies about mm-hmm. it, Gordon. I don't like giving away the sign balls, and I'm coming under a little bit of pressure from the, the people that actually send in the balls. I might be the next one sacked because you're giving too many away. Roger, as always, will start on minus one if the coin lands on him. Mark from Carmel is up tonight. Feeling confident, Mark? Uh, I will. I hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. I just don't want to get Roger. Listen, oh, listen, Gordon. I think we're beyond that. Everybody, mm. anyone with the right mind, anyone with. Functioning ears Who's heard the show before Oh he beat DL any day <laughs> Well let's find out Heads it is Roger minus one Tails it's Gordon DL Any day 
it's <laughs> Tails Gordon Diel against Robert from oh, Mark. Sorry, Mark from Carmel. <laughs> Mark, see, I've got your surname Robert here as Carmel. well, and that's what mixed me up, Mark. There we go. I uh, let me give Gordon some Clyde 2 to listen to, and that way he can't cheat because he would, Mark. Let's be honest, he would if he could. Um, you've got your 30 seconds, you're up against Gordon, you can pass. Here's your chance to beat the pun. Are you ready? Yeah, on you go. Let's get stuck in. Kilmarnock have taken defender Nico Hamalainen on loan from which English team? Uh, pass. Who did Darren McGregor join Rangers from? Uh, Hibs. Who was the first Scottish team Didier Gap played for? Hibs. Which derby oh, takes no, Which derby uh, takes place in the Scottish Premiership this weekend? Uh, Hearts and Hibs. Who did Celtic face in the 2003 UEFA Cup final? Uh, Porto. The Toonsers is the nickname of which Scottish League 2 team? The what, sorry? The Toonsers is the nickname of which Scottish League 2 team? The Toonsers? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Stenius Tell you what, they were tough questions tonight, Mark. Let's find out how <laughs> Gordon gets on. Gordon, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Good, same set of questions. You'll squish these. Ah, you okay. Absolutely certain of it. Ready? Right, go. Kilmarnock have taken defender Nico Hamalainen on loan from which English team? QPR. Who did Darren McGregor join Rangers from? Who was the first Scottish team that Didier Gat played for? Uh, Wraith Road. Which derby takes place in the Scottish Premiership this weekend? Uh, derby Motherham. Who did Celtic face in the 2003 UEFA Cup final? Seville. <laughs> the the Tunzers is the nickname of which Scottish League 2 team? The who? The Tunzers. Don't know who's the Tunzers. Okay, pass. You said you don't know, uh, Mark. What do you think? Do you think he's done? I don't, know. I, I don't know. Well, I don't let's know. find out. Well, I, I'll reveal all for you. First one: Kilmarnock have taken defender Nico Hamalainen on loan from which English team? Uh, I feel sorry for Mark because Roger mentioned it earlier on, and that Gordon probably wrote it down at that point. QPR. Yeah, I knew that. Read that today. One nil to you. Who did Darren McGregor join Rangers from? You both went for Hibs. St Mirren. It's St Mirren. Oh. He went to Hibs afterwards. Yeah. So still one nil. To Gordon DL uh, Who was the first Scottish team Didier Agat played for Mark you are kicking yourself I was kicking Wraith Rovers I don't know if he And I mean we've got Mr Wraith Rovers And if, if he wasn't going to get it Then you know it's, No one else would So Gordon got it 2-0 to him Which derby takes place In the Scottish Premiership This weekend I'm struggling with that Well you said Motherwell Hamilton You were right But it was a guess And I'm disappointed in you As, as the resident Motherwell fan I thought you would have known that That was no, a guess I just, just wanted to Get Mark a wee bit excited yeah, I think sure. I got one wrong Yeah 3-0 Who did Celtic face In the 2003 UEFA Cup final I'm, I'm going to dock you Five <laughs> points for this I don't know You don't know who they played Think about it I can't think that It was, it was in Seville I think, oh, I aye, think aye. Jose Mourinho Porto Aye But you said Seville I thought you said where No you didn't <laughs> I, I, I thought you said where I couldn't have been clearer I said who did Celtic face In the 2003 UEFA Cup final and you said Seville Alright oh, okay Sorry Did I take it Mark or that? Mark got it right So it's 3-1 uh, The Toonsers is the nickname Of which Scottish League 2 hold team? Hold on hold on T- The Toonsers Well see if you had Toonsers Think outside the box here yeah. Have you ever heard that before? No Why not? Because it's a new team Correct And who's the new team in League 2? Cove Cove Ah, come on. There we go. So I'm afraid, Mark, even if I dock him one, if I dock him one, uh, he's still Pipchy. So you were close, just not close enough. Hard lines. I'm back. He's he's now gotten minus one DL. Thank you, Mark. That was not a spectacular enough victory. That was a. Listen, six, played six, won five, had an off day.
Until such times as you, as you don't think That Celtic played Seville In the UEFA Cup final <sighs> You will not be back Seville Sorry I couldn't have been I could not have been clearer I don't care I won 3-1 uh, Okay yeah The sign ball stays Your chance to beat the pundit Back at the same time Tomorrow night right, Keep the calls coming On anything that may be On your mind Whether it's the weekend's action Maybe it's the Europa League qualifiers Maybe it's the transfer window uh, I thought we'd have A bit of fun Between now and 8 o'clock As well With the one decision that you wish we had VAR for That's what I'm interested in Just something to keep us ticking along See what suggestions we can come up with It's causing havoc south of the border What is the one decision you wish we had VAR for? Any, anything that springs to mind? I think Hannah came out a terrific one I'll, I'll give him the glory in this one Oh, Roger mm. Go on I, I just wonder if Daz's nose was offside <laughs> When he scored the winner in the Coca-Cola Cup final I don't, I don't think you needed VAR for that Can you imagine the um, well, the, the geometry that they do With the lines Can you imagine right, them drawn, Can you imagine drawing the line straight down From Gordon's nose <laughs> In the line across oh, dear, that would be I'd have been behind the goals uh, We've got a couple coming in Cooperman 11 He's got the date He's got the date and everything Good to know he doesn't hold a grudge He says 20th of May 1989 What do you think Roger? Roy Aitken Oh the throw in To a Rangers throw in Joe Miller scored That did Rangers out of treble Says Cooperman He wants VAR in the 80s Would they bring it back? For a decision like that Well it's anything that leads up to a goal How many phases of play Do they That's take it I back? Mean, yeah <laughs> Now you're asking Anyone? Dermot Gallagher, are you but, listening? It is as well, though, that it did not disallow Ruben Neves' goal last night for oh, the VAR. Oh, you couldn't VAR ruin it, could you? Otherwise, oh, it, you they would have had to bin VAR there and then. You couldn't ruin it. Uh, Colin Graham has been in touch with just one word, Roger. So you're going to have to fill in the rest. He says, Michaelinus. Dive. Oh, diving against Scotland. Yeah. Mm. There was a That was the one There was a couple as well There was not a Czech player That dived As well In a In a game at Hamden And of course Producer Andy was mentioning That the famous clash Between Alan Hutton And the Italian fullback Which ended up With the free kick Going the wrong way Italy putting the free kick Into the box And Christian Panucci Scoring the goal That ended Alan McLeish's chances Of going to Euro 2008 Absolutely Some good suggestions Coming in on the one decision You wish we had VAR for Uh, Ross McAllister says I'd love to see the Yozo tackle On Kenny Miller To see the live reaction Of both sets of fans On the big screen uh, Saul Boy said No I can't read that one <laughs> He says I would love to have VR a few years ago The missus is telling me I'm the father And it's the rest That I can't <laughs> read out <laughs> So you You can uh, Yeah you can You can uh, You can fill in the, the blanks On that one uh, What else have we got Jim McCafferty says In fact there's two Bunbeg Brian as well Cadetti goal at Ibrooks That was ruled offside Remember that one Roger? Yeah I do 97 I think Yep yeah, there we go. So the one decision you wish we had VAR for. Oh, I'll tell you what. The George Cadetti goal is there's there's quite a few. Uh t- token jester's going right back. He wants Wembley sixty six. Yeah. He wants it taken away. Um and Effie Ambrose bought Ballon d'Or three minutes later than I thought we would get for this one. Ronnie Dyla. Inverness Yeah Handball Josh Meekings Handball on the line I think we spoke about it In the show for about Six weeks Seven weeks oh, maybe Yeah um, so, That's a conservative estimate Yeah So there we go The one decision You wish we had VAR for um, That's just something Keep us ticking along Between now uh, And eight o'clock Another point that came up Earlier Roger That I meant to To pull you up on Someone tweeted in about it Now forgive me Because I can't find The tweet right now So uh, I owe you a shout out 
Kilmarnock's new left back Well New defender He can play left back yeah. As you, f- you found out During Beat the Pundit Signed and loan from QPR Defensive cover Or a sign that Greg Taylor Might be on his way You could look at it either way They needed a left back They let uh, Callum Waters Go to St Mirren last week So Is Hamalainen Just in as cover For Greg Taylor Or Is he into the place Greg Taylor has been interesting Greg Taylor If you remember Was interested from Nuremberg In the Bundesliga um, For him Over the summer um, there has been a link that refuses to go away with Celtic. Um, could he go in as understudy to Bolingoli? Does he go in ahead of Bolingoli? Does he go in to challenge Bolingoli? Um, it, it's a very, very interesting one. And I think the signing of Hammerline has probably created more questions than answers for Kilmarnock supporters. Is that is that one, Gordon, that Celtic will look at, may look at, between now and the next, what is it, 13 days? Possibly um, I think the lads uh, Improved season after season uh, Obviously got a call up To the international team as well um, So he's played very well um, I think he's a decent Decent left back And Roger's saying Would they get in there As sort of a Playing second fiddle To ball and golly I don't think he probably would I think just now The way Celtic are I think they'd be right Into the team uh, be interesting I know that reports in papers And Roger's better at us than me That they've ha- they're, they're having them watch week in week out So be interesting to see if they make a move But with a lad coming from QPR Now I would probably say it's a possibility w- w- Would you have said Greg Taylor was a better bet In the first place than Bully Bolingoli? <sighs> it's hard Roger Because the lad's only in the door uh, Didn't know a lot about him as I said, I watched him against St Johnston. I didn't look up and think, well, that's a complete waste of money. But since that game, his confidence has gone a little bit. He may just be a boy that takes time to adjust to the game. I'm certain he'll probably be hoping that because they've splashed out a few quid on him. Uh, he had a real poor game at Fur Park, you've got to say. And then it doesn't help your confidence. When you it was been, the first half more than anything yeah, the first part, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, second half near the end they come on to a game uh, But it doesn't help your confidence when the biggest game And remember, he played in the away leg So I, if it was me, I'd be expecting to play in the home mm. leg Because I think you'd be more confident playing mm. at Celtic Park But Neil Lennon chose not to play him And Roger, just as a complete, uh, on a bit of a tangent When you mentioned interest from Germany It reminded me, how good was it to see those quotes from young Liam Morrison Who moved from Celtic to Bayern Munich uh, the other day I think it was in the Daily Mail This morning Talking about wanting to become The world's best defender Now we scoff at that stuff Because we're Scottish That's what we do We scoff at stuff like that It'll never happen But nevertheless Good to see a young man With serious ambitions And with the Scotland hat on I think we uh, we all hope he's right Well we've got a Scott Who currently is one of the world's best defenders And Andrew Robertson Who started at Queen's Park So you know The world is Liam Morrison's oyster He's gone from one big club to another big club And we all wish him well um, There are too few Scots have succeeded overseas in recent times uh, You look at Ryan Gold who, who went to Portugal and really disappeared Even you look at the German example You know David Bates went over to Hamburg and came back very very quickly So you hope that, that Liam sticks in There'll be difficult patches over there It's to hope that you know he realises that um, he'll get a good education there And it's to be hoped that In a few years down the line Three or four or five That we're talking here about Liam Morrison A Bayern Munich first team player And a regular Scotland international centre half 01419511025 To speak to the guys tonight Ricky's in Canvas Lang Ricky, what's the one decision you wish we had VAR for? Yeah, hold on Ricky's in Burgundy 
Ricky's in the ball G Oh well producer Andy's He's, he's absolutely uh, he's done you in there He's got you down his canvas lang well. I don't know Maybe that VAR well. line between well. canvas lang and Bargeri Aye uh, maybe mate Maybe uh, Oh the VAR mate That's what makes you chuckle right Right I would love to take it back to the 90s right When the primary school St <laughs> right. Kevin's were playing Right listen mate St Kevin's were playing Bargeri Right We were hammering St Kevin's I was in St Kevin's team We were hammering the Bargeri ones I remember it Absolutely hammering And I can I remember it Yeah. I'll tell you the referee was Frank Adams He's the, one of the head stewards at Parkhead He was the head teacher He was refereeing it okay. We were hammering the, the Burgundy ones uh, And my, my wee mate Matthew Lissani Honest to God It was about a 30 yarder Rattled it There was no nets I hit the oh. back of the extension And come back out Right Everybody's seen it It was it, it was gone for like 10-0 or something like that And big Frank Adams Waved it on Play on Give them a bye kick Honestly, Roger, well, I would I mean, love to get. Well, Ricky, I, I, I can, I, uh, I, you can sense Ricky's pain. Ricky, let it go, let it go. It's no worth it. No, I let it go. Gordon, it was thirty yards. <laughs> I know. It hit the stanchion. There was no net. It's, it's well, obviously well, affected, well, Ricky. Listen, I have to say, I covered the game for the Sun, as you know, and, and, and all the reporters, the Sun, the Daily Record, the Daily Mail, the Express, the Herald. None of them said it was a goal. They all agreed. The ref had called it right. Just to give a wee chuckle, but Big Frank Adams had it in for us that day. Who is, who, should, should, should we know Big Frank Adams, Ricky? Ah, he's one of the Adams uh, family. You know Frank Adams. Um, he, he's always at the, he's always at the dugout and stuff like that during the Celtic games. He's always. He, I think he's the main man. Well, I'll tell you um, what, Gordon Dale, you, you you cover games at Celtic yeah. Park a lot, so do your duty for Ricky. Yeah. Find Big Frank Adams. Ask him about it. St Kevin's yeah. against Burgedy in the nineties. Who scored it again, Ricky? Matthew Lasani, mate. Matthew Lasani. There he are. We Matthew Lasani's life's Matthew. never been the same. He could There's have been. been he could have been playing at the top level if it weren't for that was his big moment, and he didn't even. So if you could find Big Frank Adams for us, we do that. Big Frank will be asked the question. Let me tell you that right now, Ricky. Ricky you will have answers. And Ricky, I will, see, I will see to it that on the system you are now Ricky and Bargedi. Is that all right? Ricky for the Ricky for the bar G, mate. Aye. The bar G, okay, there we are. That was Ricky from the bar G. I, I can see that producer Andy is typing yeah. as I speak, yeah. uh, and he's actually he has written Ricky the bar G. So there we go. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we keep our promises here. Um, there we go. You didn't expect that, did you? Mm. Uh, no, no, I certainly did not. Yeah, neither did um, I. Yeah, I must admit. <laughs> One of the most famous games of the 90s, you're quite right. As long Ricky. as you never phones in and it's Ricky for the bar L, we'll be okay. Oh. Uh, Willie Laidlaw, VAR for this, he says. He's even attached some video footage. Cost Hearts three points. Same again next week. And it looks like it's the penalty from the Scottish Cup final. It was Odson Edward, wasn't it? Brought down by Zlamal. He wishes they had VAR. For that one Anthony McGee's another one For this old Josh Meeking's handball People are not forgetting About that one in a hurry uh, Will says Ryan Jack was fouled In the build up To Cham's goal last year In the first of the games At Celtic Park, Park. First of the derbies mm-hmm. At Celtic Park mm-hmm. He wants VAR for that Yeah Anthony McGee can, can, can I just say Gordon Can you imagine VAR In old firm games mm. No, we, we would have to have this show in a loop 24 hours a day We'd be doing shifts in here uh, Gabby Amato says Davy Robertson, old firm game at Ibrox November 95, 3-3 Tom Collins, Pierre Van Hoydonk One of the worst calls I've seen I don't, I don't really, Do you remember I, that one, I think Roger? the detail must be in there somewhere Davy Robertson, old firm game Loudrop McCoy, stone goal I don't, He's not really told us Can you remember the decision? Well, not especially 
Well, to you be fair, to he's, he's got backup. Andy P's on as well. He says Dave Robertson, Rangers against Celtic. And Anthony McGee says Harpson's offside, clearly onside goal in the three-two defeat to Rangers in the cup final at Hamden. Lovenkrantz scored the winner. Yeah, I remember with seconds to go. Lovenkrantz scored a couple. I think Celtic led twice that day. Chris Sutton playing centre half for Celtic in the cup final. Lovenkrantz got two. Barry Ferguson got a free kick. I yeah. think. Nosy stuff Oh I know Nosy, nosy stuff, stuff. Yeah. Anyway that's just for a bit of fun The VAR decision Or the, the decision you wish We had VAR for 01419511025 Still talking about All your other football points as well And we have got an Absolute stinker Of a full time teaser Coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Are here with me Gordon Duncan Still plenty of time For you to get your calls in Maybe you've got Some thoughts lingering From the weekend's performances Maybe you want to look ahead To the Europa League games Or You've got some signing suggestions With the final fortnight Of the transfer window upon us Whatever it is Give us a shout On 01419511025 We've also been having some fun with the decision you wish we had VAR for uh, Lots of suggestions coming in And interestingly enough uh, Ricky for the Bar G was, was the previous caller wasn't he? He was given a He wanted VAR for his primary school teammate Matthew Was it Matt Lasani? Yeah. he said yeah. uh, And someone has now tracked Matt Lasani down on Twitter And has copied him in on, on the discussions <laughs> This show just as a Mind of its own somewhere The Davy Young Scottish Cup final 76-77 Celtic win 1-0 With a penalty after Big DJ Was a judge to handle the ball Replays More or less Showed he didn't I'm interested what that means More or less mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't come under the, the clear and obvious I wouldn't have thought so uh, Okay Here's your full time teaser for tonight This is a challenge If you're listening And you think you've got good football knowledge Let's see how you fare with this one This is an absolute cracker John Smith sent the question in tonight He sent it to fulltime at clyde1.com So if you want to hear your question on That's where you send it Fulltime at clyde1.com Can you name seven outfield players Who have more than 50 English Premier League appearances Have never scored And played in Scotland's top flight Never scored so can you name the seven outfield players Who have made over 50 English Premier League appearances But have never scored And have played in Scotland's top did, flight Did we mention one earlier on? John Flanagan? No No I take it you mean never scored in the EP Yes yeah, yeah, In yeah, those yeah, 50 yeah, yeah, yeah. odd games mm-hmm. So they're looking for defenders really Mostly Yeah A goalie must be a goalie Well the problem as I said Name the seven outfield players A goalie that played outfield <laughs> Who would that be <laughs> I will be majorly impressed If you can get the answers to this on Twitter So one last time Name the seven outfield players Who've made over 50 English Premier League appearances But have never scored And have played in Scotland's top flight You can help us out at Clyde SSB Let's go straight back to the lines And speak to Graham Who's a Rangers fan In the East End Hi Graham. Hi, how you doing, panel? Yeah, good, Graham. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, There's a couple of things. Very interesting what he's actually talking about. I mean, um, I'm a a Rangers fan, and I've never been stipulated that, you know, if you're a Celtic Rangers fan. But, I mean, Neil Lennon's utter criticism, and he literally took Celtic across the line for the treble, in your opinion. 
the panel thingies. And yeah, um, Brendan Rodgers left Celtic at a time where he probably done everything he had um, and he moved on for money. So, what would what would you be, what would you be what would your perception be of that? That's my first point, right? And then Stephen Gerrard, right? He comes into the equation, and he he needs to win a trophy, in my opinion. He needs to win something for the Rangers support, the Rangers fan, the Rangers family. He needs to be over and above his station. This season, and I've listened to you guys, and you talk about it. And uh, that's a, I think something you said earlier on in the, in the program, Roger. Um, he's bold. He's building something, and you're right. He has. He's got. He's got. He's got. He's got a tact. He's got a player for every every position. So, first and foremost, right. Well, let's let's do that. Let's do that point first, Graham, because I think that's that's quite a pertinent one that the guys brought up earlier on. Um, talking about the need or perceived need for Stephen Gerrard to win a trophy, how fascinating is the Betfred Cup going to be this season? Because there was a time where maybe you didn't care as much about it. Maybe mm-hmm. I hope I'm not being unfair, but it was clearly down the list of priorities. But now it's part it's it's part of of, of a treble. You know, Celtic have, have won that three in a row, so it becomes. Even more important The final's also in What is it November, December mm-hmm. So we're going to know If Celtic have yet again Retained the trophy Or If their Domestic spell Has been broken So to speak So that That's going to be a real Telltale sign maybe of, of things to come Or a real significant moment In the season When that final comes around Yeah I think it will I think it will be Either Celtic or Rangers Will lift it I said my predictions Early on Gordon And it's just one of those You've got to put the predictions down I thought the Rangers would win the Betfred Cup Um, Celtic will probably have to lose a a cup somewhere along the line They've they've gone so many games undefeated The most important thing this season I think for both managers is the league Um, I think that it's so important for Steven Gerrard Especially after last season It was his settling in uh, the Rangers fans were quite happy to give him that. He never reached a cup final. Uh, finished second in the league to Celtic. I think they were happy with that. But the board have really backed the Rangers manager. And I think he's brought in decent, decent players. Uh, he's got a good style of football. And I think he'll be in a position that will have to produce silverware. If you look across the city, then I think every Celtic fan is looking at Neil Lennon and saying, OK, you have to produce the league. So something's got to give somewhere along the line. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, and I don't like to see any manager out of job, wouldn't be surprised that next year, at this time, I don't think Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon will both be managers of Rangers and Celtic, respectively. Now we are getting ahead of ourselves. The the Betfred Cup's never been bigger. Gary McAllister mentioned it when he spoke to the media at the tail end of last week prior to the East 5 game, because Rangers see it as an opportunity to get the first piece of silverware in eight long years To get the first piece of silverware Of the Stephen Gerrard era And to get the first piece of silverware Off Celtic in three seasons Because Celtic have won the last nine On the spin The treble treble If Rangers could win And I see the date You know Sunday December 8 Pencil it in Just before Christmas For the League Cup final at Hamden If Rangers can, can get through And can win that I think it would be a psychological blow struck In terms of the title 
And if Celtic get through And win it for the fourth straight season That would be a psychological blow as well To tell Rangers Listen, we're still here So it's never, it has never been bigger Okay, thank you to Graham in the East End It's 01419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB uh, I should point out, Roger, a bit of news on the Betfred Cup today Not major news, but the four League Cup quarterfinals Have been confirmed for Wednesday the 25th of September So get it in your diary Celtic against Partick Thistle Hearts Aberdeen, Kilmarnock Hibs and Livy Rangers All 7.45 kickoffs, And it's Livy Rangers on the TV yeah, I was quite surprised that was the only TV game Previous seasons have split them over Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday I think there were some scheduling problems Given that some of the teams play the previous Sundays Some of the other teams play the following Saturday It's a European week, the week after So this season, all games Wednesday night Only one in the telly And it's at the Tony Macaroni, the spaghetti had How are you getting on with the teaser? Brilliant I've just gone for centre-halves Go for it, Naz Colin Henry? No what about the lad that came to St Man, Ferdinand? No. He, I've, I've, I've had a cut. Paul Telfer? No. Someone else said him ne- on Twitter. Lee Nela? No. He, he was mentioned in the teaser last week, I think. Alec Cleland? No. <sighs> Callum Davidson? No. Great start, though. Really, really good. Dear Strong. Dear. Uh, Quick out the blocks, you two. Mo Kamara? No. What about the, <clears throat> the, the Rangers lad that came from Man? Uh, Henenberg Berg? No. No? No. Hey, Jonathan Spector? No. This is good. What was some of the bet? better? No, did Boyata play 50 no, games? Oh, no, we're having a nightmare. No, we're going to have yeah. to leave it be for a little bit. David was one who said Anton Ferdinand oh. uh, on Twitter. Thomas said Henningberg. You're all wrong. Alan McMillan said Colin Henry. Who else? Have they got any right? What about Richard Goff? There are no right answers on Twitter yet either, no. Richard Goff? Nope. You're right though, most are, are centre-backs. Oh, stamp from Hearts. Nope. No. Oh, what about the other right. lad? Um, Last guess, because this is getting ridiculous. Newcastle Hearts. Are it? No. Aaron Hughes? No, no, no. no. Christoph no, Berra? No, no. Yes, we've got one, finally. Christoph Berra has a 96 English Premier League appearances, no goals, and he how, plays for how about, Hearts. How about Russell Martin? No, right. Leave it there There's too many guesses at the moment You've got one though You've got six to go uh, On the subject of decisions You wish we had VAR for Vinnie Boy says 1966 Can you imagine VAR back then uh, The semi-final Liverpool Celtic The ref chopped off A perfectly good goal Which would have sent us Into the final Celtic had the core Of the 67 side I want to know how Vinnie Boy knows It was a perfectly good I want to know What the, the quality of replay Is like From the 60s Not brilliant I wouldn't have thought No HD no 4K Well even in the World Cup final 53 years on Nobody's that sure Whether or not The ball crossed the line Sideshow Bob's got one He says the decision I would bring VAR back Would be the ghost goal At Partick Thistle That was scored by Chris Dillon yep. Great shout What a horrendous decision mm. And I love how this is that Somehow just Edged its way into Like amateur football as well Things that no one else Has ever seen So can't possibly comment on Scott Brazil says I nominate a game I believe Gordon was at Philip Speedy This must be Scott's associate On the half volley From the halfway line At New Mains For Fur Park Corner The best goal That never was Miles over the line Yes I agree No No It wasn't a goal You're I not can remember it, it. No. Right, okay. no. Uh, Martin's in Mount Vernon Hi Martin How you doing Good Martin Following about the, the saga When you were learning Mm-hmm. I think it's a joke the way the Celtic fans are carrying on at the minute. You are a Celtic I'm fan, Martin. Yeah, I'm a Celtic clear, fan. Yeah. I, I'm a Celtic fan. I think it's quite embarrassing, actually, if I'm being honest. So, what, too much criticism, you mean? Oh, 100%. I think 
if you look back, he's, he's lost one domestic game since February, since he came in. And if you look at his European record compared to Brendan Rodgers, it's actually better, in my opinion. So I don't know why all the Celtic fans are uh, getting on his back so much, to be honest. Well, I mean, Roger, certainly Martin is, is right. It's two defeats in 23 games. The only thing you can suggest is this underlines the unique pressure that comes with being in Glasgow or being at Celtic at this time of their domestic dominance because there can't be many places on the planet where two defeats in 23 would lead to what Martin himself, a Celtic fan, described as a saga at the start of the call. Yeah, and it's it's very... I'm not being cheeky here, Martin. What, you mind telling us what age you are? I'm 38. Because I get the impression that Celtic supporters of your age and older are more patient with Neil Lennon. I might be wrong. We've got plenty of time for callers to come in here. But there's I a think young... there's a lot of people's feelings as well. I think a lot yeah, of people spoiled, spoiled at the minute. There's a younger generation, I'm told. Now, I'm going as a, a colleague of mine at work who is a Celtic season ticket holder and was tweeting uh, avidly on Saturday night about this young generation of Celtic fans. It doesn't necessarily just mean the Green Brigade who had their banner about downsizing, etc., etc., at the weekend. But a younger generation who have grown up in the last decade and more with nothing but success at Celtic, and don't say they've got a sense of entitlement, but they believe you know if, if there's a bad week like Celtic have had with Cluj and a poor performance against Infermline, then they're almost in the car park demanding you know wall to wall sackings, whereas supporters of your own vintage and older have a bit more patience with Neil Lennon, a bit more patience with the team. They remember a time when Celtic weren't winning treble trebles and, and you know, weren't illuminating the Champions League. And perhaps they feel they've, they've got a more rounded approach to the whole issue. So it is interesting, but... I struggle is... with that. Maybe it's just maybe I'll just stick up for youngsters everywhere. Okay, mm. and for, forget this is about Celtic or anyone else. I struggle with that logic. If you are a fan, like anyone else, who goes along and pays your money and supports the team, that... Because Celtic weren't good in the early 90s Before you were born You must sit back and accept losing to Cluj Or losing to AEK Athens No, I, I'm not saying that's my argument What I'm saying is that's the argument of certain Older oh yeah, and, Celtic and, and, fans and, and the one I just said isn't my argument either yeah. I'm, I'm presenting the counter-argument but to it clearly, regardless of what age they are then There is an element among the Celtic support Dissatisfied with what they've seen in the last week and what they've seen, they see since Neil Lennon came back to the club in February. And there's enough within that group of people to have started protests against the board, protests against the management, jeering the team as they go off. And at a time when the team are top of the league, they're in the Betfred Cup quarterfinals of a huge European game coming up on Thursday night. I'm not sure that's necessarily helpful for the team going forward at the minute. Martin. See, well... Last year he came in and he said I'm not going to think of it too much It's Brendan Rodgers' team We'll get the season out of the way We've played two league, two league games this season We've scored 12 goals How can they not be happy? I just don't understand it Well this is this is where I'm interested in the The priorities for this season Martin Because and I don't mean to try and represent all Celtic fans You can't possibly do that But we've heard quite a lot over Maybe the last couple of months Or over the summer That now Nine and hopefully ten in a row That's the priority Not Europe Forget about Europe Nine and ten That's the priority Yet it's the 
Elimination from the Champions League Which has caused all this unrest So what what is the priority then for Celtic? For me it's 9-10 Because I think Or do the two just go hand in hand? Well we're never going to win the Champions League We're we're financially weak as far as that's concerned So we're never ever going to win it So for me it's 9-10 Definitely Okay, thank you very much That was Martin in Mount Vernon Oh, Stephen McHugh has stolen in with an absolute cracker for the teaser You've only got one uh, You've only got, who is it? Christoph Berra You've how, got seven more to how get How about uh, Alan Kernigan? No oh. What about the Gary Teal play? Yes, Gary Teal, well done What a shout that Perfect. is uh, That is bit, magnificent uh, well, I, did, I signed them, I put them, I sold them Gary Caldwell? No I, made, I mentioned earlier on What about Is there any current players? Uh, Berra would be the obvious one There is one more What about Alec Bruce? No There's one more um, Yes I think he is still current In our top flight If he is though He's probably Suffering from a long term injury And that's where I'm struggling I think, Graham Dorans? I think he is No 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 At a smaller club In the Premiership Shall we say Ooh Alright, I'll leave it with you We're looking for the seven outfield players Who've made over 50 English Premier League appearances They've never scored And they've played in Scotland's top flight We'll get the answers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL is here Roger Hanna's alongside him And they are Toiling Shall we say With tonight's full time teaser Now if you've got a question And you'd like to hear it on the show Send it in please Fulltime at Clyde1.com It doesn't have to be as difficult as this By the way It's Roger Hanna's fault He's a know-it-all So we have to give him difficult questions They do get easier Depending which combination of pundits Are sat in front of me Uh, Tonight's Can you name the seven outfield players Who've played more than 50 English Premier League appearances But have never scored And have played in Scotland's top flight So far you've got Christoph Berra Gary Teal Derek White Brilliant Shows you're working He played for Middlesbrough Played for Celtic and Aberdeen And Partick Thistle Well done Derek White is one And we think Andrew Davis Now of Dundee Formerly Ross County Played with Middlesbrough More than anywhere else I think And Stoke Yes Andrew Davis Well done See when you give Roger Hanna A bit of time to think Mm. He is unstoppable Right which means you've got Two to get, is that right? Only two to go? Three Three, we've got better Oh, three to go Yes, yes, sorry Three to go I'll set you on your way You're looking for Two former Celtic defenders Mm -hmm. And a Rangers A former Rangers midfielder Midfielder? Yeah, I think he was a midfielder Oh, we're not talking Kevin Thompson, are we? No, no, we're talking more When did you leave Rangers, Gordon? Um, 80... 83 Something like that Oh no he's, just, he's after you then Yeah the EPL didn't start To 92 No no but I'm talking about When was he at Rangers This guy ah. He was at Rangers 89 to 92 And never scored in the EPL Never scored in the EPL Nigel Spikeman Yes <laughs> Ah right. Unbelievable yeah. What is wrong with this guy Honestly Too much time in his hands Gordon oh, Too much time Unbelievable <laughs> Spackman. Right, two to get. They're both former Celtic defenders. Former Celtic let's speak defenders. to right, Celtic fans. Come on, you know where we are. Let's me. speak to Stuart in Milton Camp. Say hi, Stuart. Hi, guys. Uh, evening. Hi, Stuart. Um, my, point, my point is uh, just based on the last call, 
about uh, or what you used to say about the younger generation maybe uh, realising that Celtic won quite a lot and they're expecting everything is it maybe this season why they're calling for it because they're just that little bit jittery based on what Gerrard done last season what he's building on this season uh, the fact that a good few of them really didn't want Lennon in and uh, they, they just holding on to the fact that they really, really need uh, the league and go for this quadruple uh, treble again. Well, there's a good question for you too. Are, are some Celtic fans jittery? That's a question from yes. Stuart and Milton McCarthy. Yes. With 100%, without doubt, they're jittery because in previous seasons, I think three seasons ago, they won the league by, pardon me if I got a point or two, 35 points. And it was a stroll. Two seasons ago, it came down to 12 points. And it was less of a stroll, but still a nice walk. And last year, it was down to nine points. And they were a bit jittery New Year after the defeat mm. at Ibrox before the winter break was over. That might go wrong. And I mean, that's, that's still in. quite a big gap, though, isn't it? But I, I guess yeah. is, it, is it just the trajectory of it? That, yeah, but that I think it's coming into your it's argument the here. Trajectory of it. It's the way they've seen their team perform in the last week. It's the selections that the managers made and the ten million pound worth of new defenders on the bench for the big game against Cluj. And it's probably the way that Steven Gerrard and the Rangers have built their own squad and can win at Kilmarnock, whereas last season they couldn't buy a win against Kilmarnock. And they watched Celtic score five against Motherwell and they go out and score six against Hibs. So I think Celtic supporters acknowledge now that there is more of a challenge from Rangers than there has been for the best part of a decade. And it's inevitable that some Celtic fans are jittery. Hence... Two phone at five o'clock on Saturday night, Gordon, to call for the manager to be sacked while the game's still in progress. So I'm not saying the majority are jittery, they're not. It's a small minority, but judging by the show, it's a reasonably vocal minority. Yeah, I do agree with Roger. I think there are a few Celtic fans out there looking over their shoulder, Gordon, wondering, you know, can they get to nine in a row? Because there's certainly going to be a challenge from Rangers. I think we know that. I know it's still early. I don't call for anybody's head. I think the big problem for Celtic supporters, if you're looking at their team just now, I think when you lose the quality that they've lost this season, especially in the back four, Tierney, for instance, uh, you can say what you like about Bayata. Benkovic was a £11 million player from Leicester. I thought he was a terrific centre-back. Lustig. Played right back So it's actually Nearly a new back four That they're having to rebuild And so far That's not looked Fantastic Still Bit of time to go Bit of settling in time But I think If, if Celtic supporters are Honest about themselves They'll realise And they do realise That there's a bigger challenge Come for Rangers And they've got to buck for it If they want nine in a row Stuart you want to come back in? Yeah, no, I think the boys are uh, a wee bit quite right about it. I know Roger says about the guys uh, phoning up midway through. Again, I think he's right with Celtic fans. I mean, the Rangers fan myself, and I think it's a little bit shocking to hear some Rangers fans last season saying that Gerrard was to go because he wasn't doing this and he wasn't doing that. I'm like, well, you need to bed in, you need to get your time going. And it's quite right that you need to let somebody kind of go. I'm quite happy the fact that Neil Lennon is their manager uh, because I did feel that Brendan Rodgers was building something huge at Celtic and to be brutally honest he is a good manager uh, Neil Lennon I think we track record at Hibs 
and everything else that went on there and then coming to Celtic, I think it has been a step back for them and I think I can see where they come from. We're saying that, well, we don't need this and we, we want to move forward, we don't want to take a step back when we're in the ascendancy, really. So, I, I think it's quite right that um, some Celtic fans should be quite calm, but to be honest, I'm loving it as a Rangers fan, but the other ones who really, really want them out. Okay, well it's going to be a, an interesting season ahead If anything, if the calls tonight are anything to go by Thank you to Stuart and Milton I can't say any more in the teaser You're looking for two former Celtic now, defenders it was, I heard in the car Jim night, Cunningham's he, got one he, of them He was the answer in one of the ones the other night When Mark Greedy was on I think Anton Rogan? No And then there was an answer again at a recent one Scott Marshall? No oh. David's got it as well though what about uh, Gary Byron's got it What about Chris Morris Nope Later Later than these Adam Matthews Nope Glenn Leuven's Nope mm. You're looking for two as well What, is yeah. it, what positions the other one play? Two Celtic Both defenders. defenders Both defenders Celtic <sighs> Silence is didn't, not good at this time no. I must admit Silence is golden they Didn't score so Closer than Anton Rogan Are we talking Two thousands uh, yeah So since 2000 mm-hmm. Both of them actually Think you centre backs I'm trying to think <laughs> of centre backs Steve McManus No 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> Call yourself a minus one <laughs> I get marked back up now I might not be minus one No anymore. no you definitely are If anything you're heading to minus two Because no, you're annoying me No no definitely Nah you're, not. Not, you're annoying no, no, me no, Beat no, the pundit No 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 we're struggling with this one we Yeah, need yeah you're clues. struggling I must have oh, They're both Cel- They're both former Celtic Central defenders Mostly I think um, And both played for Celtic Since 2000 What more are you looking for here? Olivier Temely oh, Roger Hart I was just about to say that <laughs> No you weren't No and yes oh, That is correct Birmingham City Olivier Temely You come oh. back there Because we mentioned John Barnes earlier on the show Yep John Barnes signing You've only it? got one more to go I mean this guy He's talking about more than 250 appearances in English eh, More than 50 appearances in English Premier League This guy's got nearly 250 it's Not It's not Ramon Vega No He's got 243 appearances in English Premier League He never scored though And he's played for S- Celtic Stefan Honcho Yes He's oh, got it oh, oh, He's got it He's got it earlier than usual And listen to that Listen Can you hear that? Silence Which means I've not even started the theme tune yet That's how early You've nailed the answers On tonight's teaser Which means one of you is going to have to fill the last minute or so of the show uh, Exciting week ahead Gordon, Roger, anyone? It's always an exciting week Europa League Thursdays Yes Celtic and Rangers together playing on a Sunday um, I think Celtic will win the game on Thursday night against AIK I don't think they're the most formidable team we've ever seen coming out of Sweden Rangers I think have a tougher task over the two legs But Legia Warsaw are not the team that Henningberg brought To play Celtic five years ago I think they're sitting eighth in the Polish league They're struggling to score goals um, And Rangers I think will join Celtic in the group stages There we go, thank you Roger Hanna and Gordon DL For joining me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are back tomorrow night Really, really big week for Celtic and Rangers in Europe So we'll build up to those tomorrow in the company of Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy And in the meantime, you might as well stay right where you are Because Callum Gallagher is up next
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Clyde One. Life matters.